Welcome back, everybody, to Good Monsters. My name is Cody Lawrence. I'm your host. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing faithful Christians in an anti-Christian world. Uh, There's two parts of this, two assumptions. And that is, one, you should be a faithful Christian. And two, we are in an anti-Christian world. And I would argue that if you don't recognize that... Uh, if you don't recognize how vicious many parts of the world is being towards Christian beliefs and Christian values, um, you are limiting yourself in how faithful you can be in your walk with Christ. So here's here's basically how... We're going to talk about this. Uh, many people used to say, you can believe whatever you want to believe. You do you. Follow your truth, etc. And these kinds of things are still in our culture. We probably hear these all the time. Uh, but this has changed. I think this was, um, this was commonly taken quite seriously by people maybe a few years ago. Uh, it seems to me anyway, just anecdotally, that um, people really, really wanted you to stay out of the business of what they believe, and they wanted to stay totally out of the business of what you believe. And unfortunately, this would apply to many Christians, but it would especially apply to anybody secular. They wanted you to stay out of what they believe. They just want to believe whatever they want. And they want you and your Jesus to stay out of it. And at the same time, they wanted you to be able to believe whatever you wanted to believe. Like, you know, you can believe in that Jesus guy. That's cool. But I'm going to stay out of it and I'm not going to convince you to do anything. But there's kind of a weird problem uh, even in that ideology. And it is you are still, in a way... Forcing, like like the idea here is that you don't want to force your beliefs on somebody else, but in a funny, interesting way, even the person who says you believe whatever you want to believe, like don't talk to me, that's sort of forcing their beliefs on you. Uh, isn't it more free to be able to have a conversation about something and then in the end disagree than to just be like, no, you cannot talk to me about this stuff. Uh, and I'm not going to talk to you about that stuff. Religion is off limits. That's kind of an that's kind of a belief system that has been forced in the past. Everybody needs to stay out of everybody else's beliefs about religion. And although people still say that, there is a problem. There's a really interesting development uh, now. More and more places in America, where I am, around the world, also, uh, especially in Western countries, it seems like it feels like even having Christian values is an atrocity. So not only should we stay out of other people's beliefs and other people's, uh, you know, whatever, life, but we cannot believe the things that we believe either. So they're allowed to force their way into our views, our beliefs, and we are not allowed to to reciprocate at all. Kind of unfair. The prevailing doctrine now seems to be, you can follow your truth, and I'll follow my truth, 
as long as your truth doesn't conflict with what I believe. So the interesting thing is, uh, it's like, yeah, you can you can believe whatever you want to believe as long as I agree with it. And who is I? It's, it's whoever you're talking to. Uh, and, and the Christian view is that you can believe whatever you want to believe. And I want you to believe this. Christianity, I want you to believe that Jesus died and came back to life to save you from your sins and that you should repent and turn to him. But we recognize that you might not, but let's have a conversation about it. Let me share with you the evidence for what I believe, what I believe. But other people, other people uh, in the world, in our country, the uh, prevalent ideology now seems to be Christianity is evil. And I want to try to convince you of that. And then we're going to talk about how to live in such a world that does believe that Christianity is evil. Uh, The people that seem to be pushing this idea first, we need to identify who they are. It seems to be that it's the media, that Christians are just bad guys. They're rebels. They go against the narrative. Christians are anti-vaccine. They're anti-mask, which therefore makes them murderers, of course. And so... Uh, Christians are anti-science, they're stupid, they're idiotic, whatever. Just by calling yourself a Christian, you you have all these labels placed on you. Uh, People also believe this who are being directed by the media and the people buying into the slop, the media is shoving down people's throats. So uh, it's it's like centered around the media, I think. Just our our whole culture is gravitating in this direction. Uh, It's kind of weird. And it, it seems to have happened awfully quickly because just a few years ago it's like you believe what you believe i'll believe what i believe leave me out of it but now it's like christianity is evil crazy crazy you might say that i'm over exaggerating things but here's an example that that is so clear to me i um i've been running a bible study with some friends and we started studying genesis and i was thinking to myself you know, I've read Genesis so many times, and uh, I, I thought to myself, man, what am I going to get out of this uh, that I haven't already gotten? Which is a silly thing to think, because I know every time I read the Bible, I get something new out of it, and I learn something new about God. So that's that's just an, an immature thing to think. And so I hope if you read your Bibles, you don't think like, ah, let me just skip this part, because I or like, I've already read my Bible, uh, which very few people have. <laughs> and if you've read your Bible, you probably know that you uh, it's good to read multiple times and revisit things. But uh, let's just say that, yeah, I mean, anyway, for me, it just popped into my head to say like, oh man, the creation story. It's like, that's the, the probably the most common thing that people read. Either they read uh, John or Genesis, it seems, uh, or, or maybe Matthew, you know, if you want to start at the beginning of the New Testament, although people normally recommend John for people to read. But the creation story, everybody knows. You can quote the first verse from heart, probably, even if you um, aren't even a Christian. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when I started reading it to study uh, for this Bible study, I thought to myself, man, how countercultural is that? Is that first verse in the whole Bible? The, the verse that the entirety of God's special revelation to us begins with is that God created everything. And the Bible goes on to describe how God not only created everything, but he has control. He has power over everything. 
He can do whatever he wants with everything. Uh, just like Jesus in his miracles, he shows that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. He shows that he's the Lord over the sick. He's the Lord over nature itself. <clears throat> God is the Lord of all of creation. <clears throat> God didn't just create the sky and then another God didn't create the land and another God creates some, you know, whatever. God created everything, the world and everything in it. And I thought to myself, man, that is that is offensive to believe that, you know, we, we don't make our own truth. We don't create our own world and system of morality in our heads. But God has created everything and God has created us. And God has ownership in some way. Like God can do whatever he wants to with us because he created us. God is higher than we are. And that first verse in the Bible that every Christian uh, has to affirm is hugely, hugely countercultural. Not only if you confidently affirm that God created the heavens and the earth and that he made you and he made me and he wants to have a relationship with us and he wants us to live our lives in the way that he instructs uh you could get kicked out and and people do you could be put in jail in some countries in some western countries i i saw in the uk somewhere that a pastor was put in jail uh for preaching a verse on how jesus or preaching a sermon on how jesus defines marriage between a man and a woman he was put in jail or something for that pastors in canada just for affirming the truths that are in scripture or put in jail for keeping their churches open because God commands us to gather. Uh, what, what a world. And people claim to have religious freedom or to governments claim to give their citizens religious freedom insofar as you agree with what we want you to do because it's not your God that's God. It is us. That's what they think. And that's how they act. So we need to live our lives knowing as a result of this, as a result of the truths that we have to affirm in scripture, we have to live our lives knowing that we are going to be countercultural. If we are not going against the culture, that is probably an indication that you are being unfaithful. If you agree with everything that's in the media, if you agree with the vast majority of the beliefs that the world seems to have, you are probably not being faithful. Jesus himself says, be wary if all men speak well of you. For that's what they did to the false prophets. And that's, I mean, people like the bad guys in the Bible, in the story of the Bible. And in, you know, just history, the bad guys are charming. But, you know, the the good guys, they're the, they're the people who, uh, you know, has to has to fight that and has to rise up against it. And um, our goal, hope, you know, what we're shooting for is to be the good guys. And that doesn't mean that you need to go out making enemies on purpose, but you should make enemies as a result of being faithful. You shouldn't avoid making enemies because you're being faithful. If you believe you're doing the right thing and if you believe you're following the word of God, you will make enemies. You should expect that. And... Blessed are those 
who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. You know, blessed are the ones who are faithful and bad things happen to them. God blesses those people. We are against the world. We're against our government. We're even against family and friends. Jesus says, uh, you know, like you can't follow me unless you hate your father and your mother and your brother and your sister uh, in comparison. Like you have to love Jesus so much that everything else seems to be hatred in comparison. Um, this, a, a video I made on Instagram stirred quite a lot of attention uh, a lot of Catholics posted on this, which was interesting, but I made the claim that some people worship their pastor or their church more than God, and the vast majority of people liked it, you know, like, yes, amen, ah, it's absolutely true. You know, people who, have, who, who live in the real world live in reality, but, but many other people, uh, a lot of Catholics, they said like, well, God, God put the church here. And so we should, whatever. Um, well, you know, that's an idol and God, I mean, if you value God and God's word more than you actually value your church, you, that's exactly my point. (laughs) That's exactly the point I'm trying to make. The, The people who don't, I mean, you know, any, any Christian, anybody who loves God would be like, yes, you're right. I mean, first commandment, look no farther than, uh, you shall have no other gods before me. And whenever you start saying that there's a possibility of somebody having a God that they have crafted out of their church or their pastor, and probably the church or the pastor allowed that to happen. Uh, You don't have a lot of people in good, solid biblical churches thinking that the pastor is, uh, is some kind of savior or that the church is like, you know, that particular building where they gather is like the only correct theology around. kind of weird or that they're willing to defend them against any attack or, or whatever. Like I've, I've had conversations with multiple people from not solid biblical churches at all. And they won't even turn to the Bible. They'll just say like, well, you just don't like my pastor. Like who cares if I like him or not? Let's talk about the truth. Open your Bible and prove to me that what he says is true. It's crazy. Uh, and, And this is a symptom of our culture fleeing from truth. We don't care about truth anymore. We care about what we want. And as Christians, we have to know that what we care about doesn't matter. What God cares about matters and that we have to align ourselves with what God wants. Pretty straightforward. <clears throat> so part of this that um, that is very, very important for us to understand in our culture, especially as Americans, but, but you know, really around the world where all this crazy stuff is happening, we have to realize that the government isn't going to like us. You know, we're going to be up against people in authority. And I've talked about proper interpretations of Romans 13 in many episodes in the past. Look that up. You can read books on it. Uh, If you want to look up things on Romans 13 or civil disobedience, a wonderful, beautiful book that you can read is called Slang Leviathan by Glenn Sunshine. Very good book. Highly recommended. Uh, But I'm not going to be talking about here that here. What I am going to be talking about is that consider this, consider living faithfully in a world that hates faithfulness. Uh, in America, for example, to live faithfully could mean that you your church gets chained up, uh, or Canada for that matter. 
Uh, It could mean that you get fined. It could mean that you get fired from your job to be faithful. And we're supposed to have protections for these things uh, in America, according to the law, which we are submitting to as Christians, you know, the Constitution, the highest law in the land, not the bureaucrats in their overstuffed chairs uh, who who just want to grab as much power as they possibly can. We don't care about obeying those people. We care about submitting and obeying to the law, the legitimate law. And the legitimate law says we have religious freedom. (laughs) But consider this. Governments get their power, all of their power, from the people, no matter what kind of government it is. Even dictatorships, even monarchies, even the most tyrannical of governments get its power from the people. If all of the people, even a good chunk of people in, say, North Korea, hypothetically, were to resist the tyranny that is in North Korea, the whole government would collapse. There are so few people in charge that if enough of the citizens just don't want to do what they say, nothing can happen. You know, they can't put all of us in jail. They can't fire all of us. The whole country would collapse if the people do not affirm the government's power then the government has no power, no matter what kind of government it is. There simply aren't enough people in charge to resist resistance from a significant enough number of people. So imagine also the North Korea of the West, Australia, I mean Canada, I mean America. If there were enough of us who were willing to walk out of our jobs if there was a conflict between faithfulness and then what they wanted us to do at our jobs, then no one would have to walk out of their jobs. If there were enough people willing to not get vaccinated, if to you it is a matter of faithfulness to not get vaccinated, then no one would be forced to get vaccinated. If Enough of you refused to wear masks. Not a single person would have to wear masks. This is why it is important to be faithful in this world. Now, what if um, you know you're you're faithful and some and like you you are fined, or what if your church does shut down or whatever? Well, then you are blessed. Blessed be those who are persecuted. You know, in the name of doing something faithful, in the name of faithfulness, you are blessed. Now, it might not feel like it, but, you know, God rewards those, if not physically, if not in this world, he rewards you in the next for being faithful. And that is the thing that has to be the most important to us. So I want to wrap up by giving you some very simple principles to live by. These are things that you should consider following at all costs in this world that is so anti-Christian. It's not just post-Christian. It is against Christianity. In so many countries, just to be a Christian is a travesty. It is to the point now where in many jobs, uh, it is, you, you can't even, in jobs that I've had recently, in jobs that my family members have had, it didn't, uh, it wouldn't have been good if I told people I was a Christian. So here are some principles to live by in this world that we live in. Now, by the way, 
what I just said. Now, if somebody knew I was a Christian, if somebody, uh, whatever, then like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to tell them I'm not, but, uh, you know, you don't just go around saying, Hey, I'm a Christian in front of a bunch of terrorists, like, you know, Muslim terrorists, cause you're just going to get shot. There's a, there's wisdom that we have to exercise in certain situations and, uh, in a, a hostile environment where, you know, you could lose your job just for saying something like I'm a Christian, uh, you know, you might not want to do that. However, you might say, well, but isn't that what you're talking about? You have to resist this tyranny and, and whatever. Yes, but we're, we're not required to go around telling everybody we're Christians, but we are required to live ourselves faithfully. And so if, um, you know, if somebody asks or if, if somebody makes the assumption that you're a Christian, which they probably would be able to if you're a faithful Christian, then you don't hide that. But um you know, if, if something conflicts with, with a behavior that you need to have to be faithful, then, you know, that's what you have to prioritize. And and that becomes a much bigger deal. Like, like if your work requires you to do a certain thing, uh, or else you're going to lose your job. That is, that requires you to be unfaithful. You lose your job. Simple as that. So here are the principles. One, pursue truth more than anything else. Pursue truth more than anything else, God is truth. Our world is abandoning God and truth. And so if we pursue truth, if we value it, then a lot of the crazy stuff that's happening in our world just falls apart. If, uh, you know, if, if somebody says there's, you know, 53 trillion genders, your view as a Christian is no, there's, there's two. (laughs) That's just not true. Well, it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what, what I, you know, my objective opinion of what's true because I create my own truth. No, you don't. That's, I mean, what? <laughs> Is that a true statement, what you just said, that you can create your own truth? If if that's true, then, you, you know, you are actually affirming that truth exists and that what you just said isn't true. It's a contradictory statement. It's crazy. So pursue truth more than anything else, but also that it helps you in your own life because when you are pursuing truth, it allows you to have an open mind towards evidence uh, towards being aware of the things that are actually happening and you get to make better decisions that way. It helps you become more wise. Principle number two, read your Bible. Simple as that. Read your Bible, spend time in God's word. Principle three is much like it. Pray. Read your Bible and pray. A lot of people This sounds so elementary and it sounds so like something you would hear in Sunday school, but think to yourself, really, how often do you read your Bible and how often do you pray? It's probably not enough. That is something you should prioritize. Principle number four, find a faithful church. Notice I said faithful. It's hard to find a faithful church. Sometimes we cannot find a faithful church. So I'm not just going to tell you to go to church. I hear people on the internet all the time saying, go to church. It's Sunday, go to church. Sometimes I recognize that you're not going to be able to find a faithful church. But here's the solution. If you can't find a faithful church within any reasonable distance, you should look. But if you can't find one, make one. Start one yourself. If you're unqualified, get qualified or find someone who is and get them to start a church. But gathering with the body is important. Having a community, especially in this time where the entire world is trying to split us apart is so important. 
Be close to family. Have a community. Uh, a faithful one. Next principle, read books, starting with the ones that the bad guys don't want you to read. Because that will help you learn things that you need to know. (laughs) And that includes books you agree with and books that you might not agree with. Um, But if the bad guys, if the people who you know are bad guys don't want you to read certain books or don't like certain ideas, it's probably an indication that you should educate yourself about those ideas. Like there's, I I forgot the name of the book, but there was some book about um, the the horrible effects of... um, transgenderism on children and what transitioning which isn't even a proper word because there's no transition happening it's like you know chopping parts off is all it is there's no transition happening at all it's a transition between uh having a part and then not having a part (laughs) that's the only transition that's happening it's certainly not transitioning gender i forgot the name of the book but it is banned on amazon like you know that's the kind of book that you should be reading uh, if if the whole world is banning it, if the if um if somebody is being silenced on social media, um, it, well, incidentally, they're probably conservatives because Twitter has not banned the Taliban, but they have banned the previous president of the United States. Now, use your brain. Who's more dangerous? Honestly, well, it's probably the Taliban. Uh, although some crazy crazy people would disagree. No, no, no. The the president is more dangerous for saying funny, mean tweets. <laughs> All right, idiots. Uh, finally, final principle, make some enemies by being faithful. That doesn't mean, like I said earlier, that doesn't mean you should go out with the end goal of making enemies. Your end goal is to be faithful. But to live in this world means to be willing to have people not like you. And to be faithful necessitates that you will have people that will not like you. And so make some enemies by being so faithful. Your faithfulness should mean that not all men speak well of you. And if that's the case, you are blessed. Live faithfully. I hope this was encouraging. I'll catch you in the next episode. God bless.